Hello, and welcome to our 10th episode of From Impossible to Inevitable. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for your love and your shares of the podcast. Um, I am grateful to be here recording for you again. I did a bunch of like batch recording and um, kind of took a couple weeks off from recording. So even though I've shown up for you every week, it feels a little new to be recording again. Um, I took a vacation and um, just took some time to chill out and that felt really good. And so I'm excited to be back here recording for you again. Several weeks ago, we had a heart-to-heart on fear. Fear was a, a primary feeling at that time when I recorded that podcast that I was encountering on a daily basis. And it was not fun. I did not love it. However, I was committed to overcoming that fear, to not let it um, keep me buried in the covers, to not let it stop me from going out, from being with people, from doing some things. It stopped me from doing a lot of things, but it didn't stop me from everything. It didn't stop me from living, you know? And uh, we had that we had that heart-to-heart on fear. And today I felt called to come to you with some fear battle tactics. So whether or not fear, you're feeling fear as a primary emotion, which is terrible, do not recommend, <laughs> or whether you're feeling fear just in um, in spurts of on this or that, or you know, there's something that you want to do, or there's something that you're avoiding, or whatever it is, um, you feel fear around certain topics. I wanted to give you a couple of battle tactics for your fear so that you can feel armed to overcome that. Because I remember one of those days, I don't remember the date, but I remember I was at Barnes and Noble. I was um, kind of just passing time till I picked up my daughter from school. And I walked out of that Barnes and Noble and I literally said to myself, I might have even said it out loud, I don't really remember, but I literally said, I will conquer this. I am committed to conquering this fear. This is not how I live. I am committed to conquering this fear. And I did. I no longer wake up in the middle of the night with um, anxiety and fear does not dominate my emotions or my thoughts on a day-to-day basis anymore. Part of that is a in um, because I took a break from a lot of things and we, we actually went on a vacation. And um, so that was part of it. But I also was completely committed to overcoming this fear. However, that was possible or however I could figure that out. And in some fear type research, I learned something really impactful and kind of um, a big perspective shift, if you will, about fear. So fear is, is something you feel in your body, right? It's a signal in your body. And it doesn't always necessarily mean stop. 
danger, you know, that fear, there's a fear that keeps you from, you know, crossing the highway on foot, right? Like normal people don't decide to run across the freeway on foot under normal circumstances, right? There's a fear there of being hit by a car. That fear is saying, stop, don't do this, and is trying to keep you safe. There's that fear, that um, interpretation of fear. And then there's the interpretation of fear of, that is more like, yes, this is scary, do this proceed. You will grow. You will improve. You will become a new, better version of yourself by moving forward. Yes, go. And the difference is in our interpretation. So think of it this way. I've got a German Shepherd. She's a great dog. She barks when she's really excited. She's excited somebody's here. She's excited that the neighbor's dog is out and she wants to go play with it. She also barks when the pest control guy is in the backyard and she didn't know he was back there and what the heck, we have a person in our backyard and that is not okay. And she goes off the wall barking. Same action, she's barking. Different interpretation. One means excited, let's go play, I'm so happy to see you. One means get off my property. I mean business. I'm going to take that out of your hide. Fear works the same way. It can mean stop, you will die. And it can mean this is so exciting, go for it. It can mean both things. The difference is in our interpretation of it. Another example is a baby crying. The baby's trying to communicate like just like the dog, the only way it knows how. It wants attention, or it wants food, or it needs to be changed, or it it's cold, or it's hot, right? Same action, crying, or barking, different interpretations, right? So you respond to those things differently. If there was an actual intruder in our backyard, I would be so grateful that our dog went off the walls because then I can do something about it and I can react differently because I know that interpretation. Same with a baby, you know, oh, it's, it's time for, or like even bedtime, you know, we have a, um, our youngest is three and she gets a little crazy when it's around, when it's past bedtime. It's like, she's having a meltdown because she's tired rather than having a meltdown. And I'll treat that differently than her having a meltdown in the middle of Walmart because I won't buy her something, right? Like there's, you interpret those same things differently. So it's important to, to, to look at the fear and interpret it correctly. Does this fear mean stop? This is not the way to go. Or does it mean this is so exciting? Go for it. And when you interpret those things correctly, you can act accordingly. And the fear is erased by the action. The fear dissolves in face of action. You just have to know what you're doing. That's part of the reason I was kept in this fear 
that I was in is I didn't know how to interpret it. I didn't know what it meant. Therefore, I didn't know what to do. So I wasn't doing anything about it. So it just hung around. Once you know how to interpret it, you can move forward. Now, one of the things that this particular, um, when I, when I read about that, it made so much sense. And they were talking about, okay, well, how do you interpret this, right? So how do you figure out what the spear is telling you? Because something, if you're just thinking about an idea of maybe a project or a job that you want to take or something like that, and you're feeling fear around it, obviously it's not going to kill you, but maybe it's not right for you. But so what does, what is, how do you just determine what that fear is saying? And so I've tried this out and it's super cool. Um, and instead of being in your head about all the logical things, because fear is not a logic, it's not a head thing. It's not a logical thing. It's a body thing. You have to go into your body for this, for this answer on what this fear is telling you. So I would invite you, this is really cool. You should do this. I would invite you to sit down in a quiet space where you can be uninterrupted for a few minutes, go to the bathroom if you must, and take at least three deep breaths. I'd say five, 10, really just kind of do the body equivalent of like cleansing your palate, just kind of get to a baseline, take some deep breaths, and then pay attention to your body. Ask yourself, is this idea, this project, this job, this person, when I think about this, does this make me feel expansive, expanded, excited? Does this lift me up? Or does this make me feel contracted? Does this make my heart sink? Does this make me feel like, ugh? And there's your answer. Truly. There is your answer. It sounds simple and it kind of is simple, but that's how you clarify. That's how you interpret the fear that you're feeling in your body because you're feeling that fear. It's not a head thing. So to get the answer on if that's a yes, go for it or a nah, -uh, you'll feel it and then trust yourself. Maybe try this on a few like low stakes decisions and see how you feel about it before you try out something high stakes. But we spend so much time in our brain and then we have these situations or these experiences where we're like, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that, right? But you felt it. The I knew, the new part of that is something you felt. But your brain said, yeah, this makes sense. It looks good on paper, so let's go for it, right? But the whole like, oh, my gut told me not to. We don't, our culture doesn't really encourage us to listen to our bodies that way. So that's your first battle tactic. Interpret your fear appropriately. And then, of course, follow that up with action. Because the fear will dissolve with action. It only hangs around when you're doing nothing about it. So that's your first thing, okay? At least that's what I think should be your first thing. If you're still feeling fear, I want you to define it. Grab your journal, grab a notebook. I will always encourage 
handwriting, but type if you must. Define what it is you are afraid of. What is, what is this? What's this about? What does it come up? Does it come up when you think about taxes? Does it come up when you think about your in-laws? I can say that because my in-laws are really great. <laughs> they know I love them so much, but I know that some people don't have great in-laws. But um, do, does this fear come up when you think about your job, your career, your neighborhood, your friends? Where does this come up? And just write. Just let yourself write. Don't judge whatever it is you're writing. Don't be like, oh, if I write that, I'm going to be a terrible person. Just write it down. Throw it away if you want to. This isn't for anyone. This is for you. So just be honest with yourself and define this fear. Define it and be like, and then once you have the fear, all of your fear-based thoughts written out and defined, ask yourself, okay, is this really something I should be afraid of? Is this really something I need this response for? Is my fear actually helping me deal with this? And then write about that for a little bit. Write about how you feel about being afraid of this thing. Be like, yeah, I feel all of these things, but it's dumb. Why is it dumb? Write out why you think it's dumb. Or write out, write out why you think it's very logical. <laughs> yeah, actually, I should be afraid of this. Okay, now what can you do about it? Because again, the fear hangs around when you're not acting, when you're not going for it. So figure out what it is you can do about it and do it. Go forward, grab your journal, do it. And then my last battle tactic that I am going to give to you is to do something different. Whatever it is, even if you feel like you can't understand what your body's telling you because you can't get quiet enough, that's a thing. You have to be able to get quiet enough to be able to interpret your fear. That makes sense, right? So if you can't get your body quiet enough to interpret your fear, writing things out, just you, you just can't. You can't even focus. You can't focus enough for any of that. Go do something different. Let yourself off the hook for whatever it is. If you're feeling a lot of pressure about, I need to make a decision now, or this has to be done yesterday, or blah, 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 let yourself off the hook. Give yourself a clean slate and go do something different. Um, when we went on vacation, I was just like, I'm not worrying about anything. Like, I'm not worrying about the podcast. Luckily, I had all of the, everything scheduled, so I really didn't. I'm not worrying about social media. I'm not worrying about anything. I am just going to enjoy this time with my family and there's no to-dos. I, um, I have daily habits that I keep and I love these habits. They are a core to my day. They help keep me centered. They help keep me positive. They help keep me motivated. They help me and they help keep me fueled and going and I love them. I love these daily habits. I didn't even worry about those on my vacation. I was just like, yeah, when we get back to a normal, like going, when we get back to home and it's a normal day, I'll get back to those and it'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about missing seven or 
eight or nine, 10 days, whatever we were gone. I'm not worrying about it. I am not going to stress about fitting these things in, in between SeaWorld and Legoland and all the fun things that we're doing. I'm not going to stress about it. I'm not going to put it on my plate when I want an empty plate for this. That was really different for me. Normally, I'd be like, no, these are my habits, and I do them every single day. I do not miss, no matter what, blah, blah, blah. And I was chill out, Megan. It's going to be fine. And guess what? It's fine. It's fine. We got back. The next day, I went back to my daily habits, and it's fine. It's fine. So if you have to tell yourself that it's fine, then let it be fine. But go do something different. Get yourself in a different state, if, like a different mental state, emotional state, or a physical state. Go out to a new park. Go to a new grocery store. Just go do something different. Gets you out of that feeling that just hangs around. You have to go do something. I hope that when you are facing fears, which is part of life, that these battle tactics will come useful to you. Because if you're, you should be facing fears. You should. You should encounter fear on a very least weekly basis if you're doing anything exciting, anything worthwhile. Fear should come up. And I think that most of the fear that you encounter will be a, yes, go do this. This is awesome. And then you can go forward and do it and grow. And then you'll face something else that's scary and you can go do it, go forward and grow. And that's awesome. Growth is scary, right? The thing that they say about there's, there's no growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone. So if you're in the growth zone, which I hope you are, because that's who I am I'm, I'm wanting to speak to is people who are in the growth zone or want to be in the growth zone. You're going to be facing fears. You're going to be facing doubts. You're going to be facing hesitancy. You're going to be facing something that you have to overcome. And that's great. That's all part of it. So that's what I have for you today. Just as a little recap, be sure to interpret your fear correctly so that you can act appropriately. Define it, get out your journal, define it, write until you have nothing else to write about your fear. Also, after you've written about your fear, check in with yourself on how you feel about it now. I've done this exercise tons of times. And it's really interesting. It's really interesting. There was, I'll say this one real quick and then I'll sign off here. But there was a very specific circumstance that I was worried about, that I had fear around. And I wrote it out. I said, I am worried about this or I am afraid of this. And I wrote about it and I was like, okay. I wrote, is that so bad? So what if this is the outcome? If that's the outcome, is that so bad? No, actually, that's not so bad. Is that something I can live with? If that is the outcome, that is absolutely something I can live with. 
And then when that situation came up again, because it comes up again, there was no fear that bubbled to the surface at all because I'd already conquered it. I was like, yes, this is a potential outcome of this particular situation. I've already decided that it's fine. So if that's what happens, it's fine. That was amazing. That was an amazing moment I had when it came up again and I'd already decided I was okay. That was amazing. I want you to have those amazing moments. So define it, be okay with whatever the outcome is or do what you need to do to avoid that outcome. And then do something different. Go do something different. Go to a different grocery store. Go take a walk in a different neighborhood. Go get out of your normal everyday surroundings. Go do something different until you can calm yourself down enough to either define it or check in with your body to interpret what that fear is trying to tell you because it's just a communication. It's the dog barking. It's the baby crying. It's just trying to communicate something. And you just have to be able to listen to it and interpret it correctly. All right, that's what I have for you today. I am glad to be back. I know you don't even notice I was gone, but I noticed I was gone. So um, yeah, thank you so much for your shares. As always, if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, there is a YouTube version that I will link in the show notes so that you can go watch me and all of my hand movements um, if you're interested. And yeah, thank you for sharing it. I appreciate your love and your support. And I wish you all the sparkly things in your day. Bye.